This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I'm doing well. I had an experience today uh-huh. that put me in a good mindset. Um, I, I think when we're on the other side of things, mm-hmm. and by things I mean uh, this unpleasantness. Are you talking about when we're both dead and ghosts? When we're no, on the other no. side and, and, and done with this unpleasantness? No, this unple- uh, this unpleasantness was not me referring to life itself. Oh, okay. uh, it was me referring to um, the current state of you know lockdown and and uh, th- global pandemic. Uh, you're always trying to trick me into a suicide pack with you. Like if yeah, we're, well. we're we're waiting for food, you know, and it's like if it's not done in five more minutes, let's kill ourselves. I think no, I think you misunderstand me when I say things like this situation or this wait. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Ta- I'm never talking about life itself. I'm talking oh, okay. about. Um, but remember how we used to always get upset, you and I, uh, when you'd go into a, uh, a, a coffee shop or something and somebody's mm-hmm. acting, the, acting a fool in there? Well, yeah. I mean, there are many ways you can act a fool, but do, do you have something more specific? What do you mean? Yeah. Today, uh, I went, there's a, there's a coffee shop near my home. Mm-hmm. Went for a walk this morning. It was a beautiful day. It it um, had the past two days. It's been nice. It's been lovely. We should talk more about the weather in a minute. People but, love um, hearing it. <laughs> let me let me hear more about last week's weather, boys. <laughs> uh, I took a walk and I was like, "Hey, you know what I'll do? I'll stop at a coffee shop. It has like a little window that mm-hmm. that faces people. Line up on the sidewalk. Perfect. Um, there was a lot of dog poop there, and it was mm-hmm. disheartening to just stand near." Piles oh of yeah, because all all the snow is melted, and there's a substantial amount of people that think somehow dog poop disappears when it's in the snow. I think that's part of it, but I also think it to some extent it does disappear when it's in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the problem, Tim. Thank God you don't have a dog, because that, that's the kind of mindset that gets our our streets poop strewn. Well, I also think that this this particular coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Has uh, a, a, an annoying clientele or a clientele where they'll wait on this line with their dogs there and just watch their dog poop and like make sure that nobody saw the dog poop. Oh, and it's okay. like, I'm waiting for my coffee. I'm not here to pick up dog poop. You know, like that kind, <laughs> of, you, that kind when, of attitude. When you said the coffee shop had an annoying clientele, I just thought, well, obviously, if you're saying you like I'm going there, there yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was in line and there was, uh, look, I don't know why I say inline. You're supposed to, if you're a real New Yorker, you say online. Yeah, I was just about to stop you, like in line. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know how, um, like baseball announcers or sports <laughs> announcers try to lose whatever regional dialect yeah. they have. Uh-huh. I feel. I feel like I need to do that, but no, we're New York. I should be proud of this. Yeah. Hey, I'm standing online. Oh, I'm no, standing I'm online. Get a New here. York slice. Yeah. And uh, you better not, uh, you, you, you better fold that slice when you eat it. Yeah. Or else get out of here. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, and it's I'm, what I'm we standing say. on the line. Yeah. They, meaning the royal, you bay. and me and all of us. <laughs> they, meaning us. 
<laughs> yes, of course. Uh, there is a woman, uh, a few people behind me in, on the line as well. Mm-hmm. And she was on a phone, uh, a cellular telephone, Tom, a yeah. mobile phone, mm-hmm. screaming into the phone. But yeah. like not angrily, just being like, "Oh, I gotta tell you this. I gotta yeah, tell you." Yeah, she this. was excited, and having a personal conversation, mm-hmm. but just gossiping. Like she wasn't overly excited. She was just like, "Oh, I had to tell you what happened to Mike and uh, you know Judith or whatever," <laughs> and she's screaming like, "Ah, oh, so a couple weeks ago." Mike uh, or Judith lost her phone, so she had to log into Mike's uh, to her email on Mike's phone, and then Mike found her email, and, and like it was a story of I think uh, infidelity. Ooh, right. And she's. Getting, I mean, those are and, some of the juiciest stories. Yeah, it was a juicy story, and she was literally screaming it on the street while uh, we were all online with like you know probably like. 10 people uh, on this line, which mm-hmm. sucks for the neighbors of this coffee shop. Oh, it's yeah. like It's right next to a residential building. Yeah. Like, it's a nightmare. There must be people there all day. Um, and everybody was pointedly, I could tell, like looking straight ahead, like there's no reason this woman should be telling this very personal story that had <laughs> so many specific details and names. And like, it was such a weird situation where the the way that one of them found out about the infidelity was this uh-huh. whole convoluted technological thing with phones and and then she stopped and everybody was pointedly like i'm not going to look at this woman because that would be weird because she's telling some real personal right. stuff uh, here everybody in line was thinking i'll talk about my podcast this week and then she abruptly stops mm-hmm. and then like halves her voice in mm. volume she said sorry everybody hears f-ing eavesdropping on my conversation <laughs> so i gotta be a little quieter oh man the unmitigated gall wow and to like and to say that out loud too we could like... all still hear her we were all sitting, <laughs> like nobody was talking everybody was just standing there on a quiet street yeah, waiting well, to order that's coffee. what I was going to say, like, you know, especially lately uh, in the morning, like, you know, there's not the normal hubbub. There is a lot of people were working from home. So, like, mm-hmm. New York's a lot quieter than it usually is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if somebody's having a conversation on the street, you, you hear them a half block away. But, like, look, I was eavesdropping, but even if I wasn't trying, like, I wanted to know what you happened. You had no choice. Bummed. Yeah, but you don't put that on me, you jerk. Yeah. yeah. What did she order? Uh, she was a couple people. I was I was a long guy and gone by the time she got. Oh, there, so you were in long. front of her. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how could you even be eavesdropping if you're point if you're looking straight ahead? How could she even know? Yeah. No, I and every it, she was making everybody uncomfortable, and then made us the villains in the situation. Yeah. And then we she we didn't even get the end of the story. You think she goes there a lot? Maybe you can go back? I'm going to go back tomorrow and just wait. Yeah. Bring all that dog crap. If you're nice about it, you should, you know, you could probably just ask her. She'd probably tell you what's going on. 
Like, tell me what happened with Mike and Judith. Do you remember any of the technological? That's all I care about, Tim. I'm very curious about the the digital fingerprints that were left behind here. I think it was that what they were, if not married, at least cohabitating. Mm-hmm. And I think the woman, uh, it seemed to be a heterosexual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the woman lost her phone. No, the man lost his phone <laughs> and had to log into his email on, ah. on the partner's device and then ah. never logged out. Oh, and then the partner found the emails yeah. um, that were incriminating. But I had to, I don't know. That, I mean, that's yeah. me filling in the... That's my incredibly creative mind coming up with a <laughs> real entertaining uh, outcome because I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Look, I would not encourage anybody to uh, engage in infidelity, but in the day and age where there's like, uh, is that a, is that a controversial thing to say? Are, are you are people are we going to get like emails that are like, oh, so uh, now you're telling <laughs> now now people are are telling me that like you shouldn't be unfaithful uh, if you're in a committed relationship. Yeah, may, maybe we'll be canceled over this. No, I mean, I'm not saying you should be, uh, you know, uh, uh, made to wear a scarlet A. But uh, I don't know. Uh, if you're going to do that, break up with the person you're, or divorce the person you're with before yeah. you, you start anything new. It's that it's that uh, simple and straightforward. Um, but Your regular Dr. Laura, Tom. Who's Dr. Laura? I don't know. <laughs> Tim, she was some lady from the nineties, I think. <laughs> Stop repeating things you hear if you don't know what they actually mean. I think she was a bad lady from the the nineties. What the like hell does that mean? Like a, a radio villain? therapist? Oh, okay. yeah, like a, a villain. Like, oh, I, I thought you had, were gonna. I thought I think you she meant... said abhorrent things on the radio. Oh, when you said she was a villain in the nineties, I thought she fought the Ninja Turtles or something like that. <laughs> She was uh, maleficent. <laughs> um, but there's like a million different apps nowadays with, you know, secure messaging and disappearing messages. Email. Haven't you heard the phrase butter email? Yeah. The, I mean, uh, Julian Assange could get, get, a, get a hold of your. Yeah. Well, if Julian Assange is, is at the corner while, while you're getting a coffee and he says, hey, can I borrow your phone for a minute? I need to uh, just make a, an emergency phone call. And all of a never, sudden, he, he's up with all of your Assange emails. Near your, near your phone. No. That's why I, say I have that embassy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so your advice to. Uh, those who are unfaithful to their partners is <laughs> set up a situation like your uh, Glenn Greenwald <laughs> and uh, Edward Snowden uh, talking to each other. Uh, yeah, that is my advice. Like, if you're gonna do it, do it right. I'm I'm saying don't do it, but like. If I like you, how this episode exists in the in the WikiLeaks universe. <laughs> I guess that's the real that's the actual universe that we're in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um yeah, I don't just that's I don't know, just like dumb. I mean, maybe this person maybe. wanted to get caught, but Oh, now you're really now you're really uh 
psychoanalyzing. Well, I'm just saying, otherwise they're dumb as a sack of bricks. Dumb to dumb to have an affair in the first place, but then especially dumb. Again, Tom, I don't think you can pass judgment on that these days. Dumb as a sack of bricks? I can't say that. No, dumb to uh, have an affair. Yeah, I can say that. If you have an affair, you're dumb. Don't have an affair. Break off with the with the person you're with. Sorry if that makes me old fashioned. Sorry if. Um, uh, do you think Jeff Bezos is a dumb man, Tom? He's the richest man in the world. <laughs> that's true. You know what? Ooh, boy. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And who knows? Maybe that's what made him the richest man in the world. Maybe he was thinking, oh, boy, if I'm going to have a wife and a mistress, I got to start making a lot more money to support uh, both of their lifestyles. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy them both hats and shoes. <laughs> yeah. And oh, boy, that's going to cost a fortune. Neither of them want the... the Want the fellas? The, we all know that's the number one expense when you're when you're romancing a lady. All the yeah. hats you gotta buy to woo them. Yeah, and he was probably like, you know, we have a lot of nice hats on Amazon, and they're like, I don't want an Amazon hat. It's like, oh boy, I off to Barney's we go. He's buying her a hat at Barney's. Does Barney's exist anymore? Yeah, because I saw. Like, uh, over Christmas, I, uh, I was on Fifth Avenue, uh, with my, ooh, ooh, la, la. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. With, with, I guess my, I came to the right place for an answer to this question. Uh, Fifth Avenue. Uh, I, I was, uh, um, and you saw the Barney's and it was open. No, uh, I'm trying to think of what, what happened. Uh, uh, I saw Barney's. You know what? I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> No, I saw Barney's, and I made a. Uh, it, it, some of her friends were there, and I made a joke about the Flintstones, and nobody got it. I was like, nobody, "Oh, maybe wait, I'll go in. Maybe I'll go in some there." Some of our more. friends? No, not your friends. My my you girlfriend's say? friends. Oh, you didn't mention that your girlfriend was there. Yeah, and uh, I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll go in there buy one of those cars without a floor in it." And they were like, I don't think they sell cars. Oh, that's that's Tom. No, you, it was something funnier. It you was prefaced that that it was a, a joke about the Flintstones, and then you said the joke, and I still didn't get it for a second. Without uh, your poor suffering girlfriend, I swear there was there was like you know my advice for her: have an affair. <laughs> Well, Tim, I think first off, we should apologize to any scientists who have downloaded this episode uh, expecting to, to, well, you know what? Give us another 45 minutes. You may learn a thing or two. What's today's topic, Tom? Today's topic is uh, like, uh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) This is not a good start. (laughs) If you thought the first 15 minutes were bad, I don't (laughs) It's it's like missions to Mars or something. You'll see it. Look at Tim. You want to know what the topic is? Take a look at the title in your podcast player. Yeah, it's like that part in Spaceballs where they fast forward the the VHS copy of the movie to see what happens next. Yeah, um, it was gonna be just Mars, but it turned out we did an episode about Mars six years ago, and then you yelled at me that it was five years ago, even when I gave you the date, because you don't yeah, know how I did dates the math work. Wrong. Yeah, you and you were off by a whole year. 
And you're like, uh, you mean five years ago trying to gaslight me? Tom, I bet you wish uh, everybody thought uh, everything was a year earlier once they find out how old you are. You're old. (laughs) I see. I was like, a year earlier? I don't want to go through the last year again. You know um, what? I'd like another shot at it. If if I if a genie came to me and was like, "You could go back to March 2020 right now," uh huh, I'd be like, "Yeah." And then Tom, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because I'd be a muscle man and I'd be uh, on the male mo- modeling circuit right now. <laughs> well, the male modeling circuit, Tim, I think, is also suffering the the effects of the pandemic. Yeah, but not like the top five percent of male models, and that's where I would be. Uh. Do you think like the top 5% of male models work like private parties? Tom, it was or New you York think you Fashion would, Week you would here have, in New York a couple weeks ago. You would have easy access to the vaccine as a top male model? Yeah, as a hunk. Um, they, give, they give the hunks the first shot at the jabs. Anyway, we're not talking about hunks. We're not talking about Fashion Week and all this other nonsense Tim we're talking about Mars because uh there was just a, a big big old mission of Mars just landed on Mars the uh perseverance yeah well that's the name of the rover the name of the the mission is Mars 2020 like the cool restaurant yeah no which that is... was what was it 2121 yeah I mean they should have made it 2021 because yeah they they blasted that thing off in 2020 right but all the didn't get fun, there. cool stuff is happening now. Right. Yeah. Barely anybody paid attention when, when the rocket went off. Uh, you know, some people do because it's always cool to see a rocket go off, but like no more than probably any other rocket. Do you think they called it Mars 2020 just because they wanted to have, uh, when they, uh, for the, the launch event, they wanted, uh, they wanted it covered by... Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs. <laughs> they were hoping they'd come out of retirement. Well, Hugh yeah, Downs co- is dead. Yeah, well, you know, NASA, there's, there's a they lot they can do They could get the hologram there. technology. Yeah, coax Barbara Walters out of out of retirement to come yeah. and be like, whoa, would you look at that? Yeah. Mars 2020. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, when, when car companies announce new cars... It's always like, you know, they, they do the, the next, uh, if they announce it in 2020, it's the 2021 model. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. That's the first thing I'm going to say to all the scientists at NASA behind this. Uh, start off on a dumb foot, uh, everybody. Yeah. For a bunch Tim, of smart guys, you really uh, pulled the boner on this one. Tim, you famously think all astronauts are cowards. How do you feel about scientists that work at NASA? I'll tell you something, Tom. Do you think they're even bigger cowards because they won't go on the spaceship? This is a false narrative that you've been pushing for years right now, and I just like Uh, to clear the I have a shirt that says otherwise. I did not want to make it. Available at tcgt.com slash merch. I'm so against these shirts. I'm I'm against the notion that that, that, uh, anybody would call an astronaut a coward. Um, I do think they, for the most part, sit in a chair. (laughs) Well, other people, but like I think you had to be very brave to sit in that chair, mm-hmm. um, and I think you had to be prepared to do a bunch of stuff in case things go wrong. Right, include di- including dying. Exactly. Yeah, but what do you think about the scientists who work at NASA? 
I think they're a bunch of heroes. I think everybody's a hero. I think every, well, everybody. If you say everybody's a hero, Tim, then nobody's a hero. No, everybody at NASA is a hero. Not everybody. Oh, so only the people that work at NASA are heroes now. The troops aren't. There's not everybody on Earth is a hero, but people, you know, show heroism in different ways, Tom. And I know that you think maybe I don't know, being a a, a, a single mother isn't heroic, Tom. But I happen to think <laughs> it is. Uh, what if that single mother decided she wanted to go to space and leave her baby behind? And then she's double a hero. She's a single mom. <laughs> and and she's a, she works for NASA. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this thing landed on Mars. Um, what I was surprised about was, you know, there was big, uh, you know, live stream when the landing happened. But, like, when the landing happened, you didn't really see much. But then, like, a day or two later, uh, the the rover got around to sending the video. And have you watched mm-hmm. this uh, landing video? Yeah. It's nuts. Because it, it's like regular video. Finally, they put a decent camera on one of these things. You know what they put on it, Tom? What? A super cam. Whoa. Yeah. That's what the the camera is. That sounds like the kind of camera they would have at like a football stadium, like the kiss cam. Like, well, let's see who's on the WFMW super cam today. Tom, super cam's laser. Guess what? The super cam has a laser. No way. It's uniquely capable of remotely clearing away surface dust, giving all of its instruments a clear view of the targets. It clears away dust with lasers, Tom. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's part of uh, the the trouble with sending something to Mars is uh, you got to think of all that stuff. You got to think, uh, you know, hey, how do we get the dust off this? We can't just, you know, send a guy with a, you know, a, a, a butler with a little duster. You know, what's like this is all very cool and uh, the pinnacle of like human scientific achievement, right? Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, and then the, they're talking about the super cam, which again I think they could have had a little bit more of a, an imaginative name. I think you're <laughs> right that it is like uh, something uh, you know Jerry Jones would come up for for <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, well, name it the at, super cam. Yeah, uh, but then and it's it's really cool. It's like uh, from more than twenty feet away supercam can fire a laser to study rock targets smaller than a pencil point wow um uh it looks at different rock and then you read all these facts about it and Mm -hmm. it all comes down to like it takes pictures of rocks (laughs) yeah and like those rocks are really far away and that's like a cool achievement right and i think everybody is a little bit secretly like yeah but like if nothing exciting, if it doesn't find something like super unexpected, will we care about this in three weeks? Well, I think that was that was my thoughts about like uh, when this happened, because or when, whenever this happens, because they always have, you know, th- these rovers and stuff are always full of different instruments. And they're always like, wow, we got these crazy readings and this suggests possibly this is possible, blah, blah, blah. 
And then they'd be like, and look at this picture we got. And it would look like something from the Game Boy camera. It would be this like like a black and white photograph that looked like somebody put it through the Xerox machine 20 times. And they're like, this is what Mars looks like. And, you know, if I was always like, put a fucking GoPro on there. What would it hurt? <laughs> let's let's yeah, see what. The, and this was the first time that they actually had. Uh, I mean, the big yeah. problem. Uh, Sean White approved of the super cam. Oh, nice. I uh, assume. I don't know. <laughs> he uses a GoPro, right? Um, this was the first time that they se- like had a camera that could send video, I guess, record and send video. Because, you know, that's a huge uh, technical issue because they got to send video to the satellite going around Mars, and then that's got to send it to Earth. Um, and that's anywhere from, I think it said like uh, two or three to three to 22 minutes uh, away uh, light at light speed. Mm. Um, and I think on, yeah, well, I was going to say on average 11 minutes, which is about what the average is between those two times. Um, but, yeah, you know, very, you know what? you're not going to go viral unless you have video. So they were smart to do that. Well, very slow transmission rates. Although this one had much, much better than previous ones. Uh, it's like my dial-up modem. Uh. Yep, it is just like your dial-up modem. But, I don't know. I get it with the past ones where... Because I never understood, like, all right, it takes a long time. But, like, can you have this thing take, like, 10 seconds of video? And if it takes six months to upload, it takes six months to upload. That's fine. But I yeah. guess... You know, the scientists are like, well, no, but there's other data that we'd rather have that's more important. Um, that's more interesting to us, but not more interesting to us, to, to me and you. I just want to see, you know, that Mars video. I want to see that crazy landing. I mean, I want to see Martians. Of course you Well, I don't know if you really want to see Martians. I think, what, I think what these, these uh, scientists rightfully understand is that, like, as good as the the video is gonna be, mm-hmm. it's still just gonna be rocks and stuff. Like, and yeah. they can explain, and I can intellectually understand why the specific things that they find out about these rocks are helpful to right human knowledge. But it's all it's never gonna be exciting to me to look at. Yeah, and everything's always like. Uh... I don't know. Still, like this, they're looking for. Well, we'll get into it later. You know, they're looking for evidence of past life. But, uh, but I, but I did think it was. Tom, very... What are you? What are you saving this for? You can. You can... <laughs> well, because I, I, I want to be. Historically, organized. we don't have a great. We don't have a great track record of. We'll get to that <laughs> later. Well, because I have this like somewhat organized okay, sim, and if right. I skip around, then I'm gonna hey, forget. Hey, first things. time for anything for everything, huh? Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, first time for anything. You know what? I just took off my sweatshirt and I smell terrible. I, 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 this revealed to me. I took off my sweatshirt. I was like, whoa, what stinks? It's me. <laughs> that happened to me the other day. I like uh I, I took off a uh, uh like a, a little jacket I had on or something. Not little. <laughs> it was a full size <laughs> jacket. But like, you know, one of those like uh around the house jackets. A house jacket, perhaps. And, yeah. uh, yeah, fucking stunk. And I was like, I put deodorant and everything on. I, has, have things changed? Do we, do we stink now? Do we, are we more aware that we stink all the time? 
Uh, we're not doing well, Tom. And here we are. Is <laughs> the two of us here talking shit about NASA <laughs> Tell me scientists? This is what they should be doing. Meanwhile, me and you can't get to the bottom of why we smell. This episode is sponsored by Sakara. This year, turn your resolutions into reality. Whether you're looking to try plant-based eating, build an empowered body, boost skin's glow, or simply feel your very best, Sakara makes it easy to create rituals that last. Sakara is a wellness company rooted in the transformative power of plant-based food. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful, plant-rich ingredients, and they are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. Their menu of creative... Chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly, so you'll never get bored. Different meals all the time, Tom. Yeah. And it's delivered fresh anywhere in the United States. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials for optimal nutrition. Sakara's supplement packs called The Foundation and their Metabolism Super Powder deliver support for gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy skin. Sakara has received rave reviews, Tom, from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. Reputable organizations. Yeah, I'd say so. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash guide or enter code guide at checkout. Guide, Tom, like the, the, the complete but Yeah, guide. from our, the name of our show, yeah. Yeah, that's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash guide. To get 20% off your first order, sakara.com slash guide. This week's episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is brought to you by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? Tim, what interferes with your happiness? Don't say me. Uh, Don't a lot of say things, me. Uh, if so, is something uh, preventing you from achieving your goals? That's a rhetorical question. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And I would actually mention, I know for me personally, I feel more at ease writing something than I do saying it out loud to, uh, to somebody who's maybe a stranger. Right? Yeah, I, I agree. A little Write bit easier for some people. Uh, you can send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. The service is also available for clients worldwide, so it's not just the U.S. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to counselors located near you. Licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem issues. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, and affordable. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com guide. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash guide. 
All right, Tom, let's quit messing around here. Uh, yeah. Mars, the Perseverance, well, uh, the, the mission to Mars, all of it. Give it to the, me. The video, what I thought was really cool is because they, they had this thing called the Sky Crane, which is what lowered. Because a big problem with Mars is that there's uh, like 1% of the atmosphere of Earth and 38% of the gravity. So it's real hard to send something there and not have it just, you know, barrel into the planet and smash into a million pieces. So they have to use uh, like thrusters and stuff. And mm-hmm. in this case, they use a parachute first, like like they do when, you know, a uh, capsule's returning to Earth. Wait, why wouldn't that be enough? Why would it, if, it, if there's less gravity, why mm-hmm. would it? make a harder fall. oh yeah i guess less gravity wouldn't it, it's really just about the air pressure less gravity yeah. i would assume helps um but yeah the the lack of air pressure just like nothing really slows anything down on its own so even launching the parachute that helped a little bit but then they need jet thrusters but they had you know this big ass thing thrusting jets while it lowered uh you know a car sized rover uh down to the surface uh nice and smoothly and uh for any martians watching that must have looked uh crazy they must be like yeah. what the hell is this shit now they're sending uh what are you guys uh, doing sky cranes what's the matter you <laughs> oh, they're 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 stereo italian stereotypes no, they're uh, New Yorkers. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but Thrusters, forget about it. Give that's me the slice. That's not the, <laughs> the most exciting thing about it, at least to me, is uh, that they're going to be launching uh, like a helicopter in a month. Yeah. You know about this? Mm-hmm. I know about the helicopter. And that's also very, they... You know what the thing is? What? You know what it's called? It's called ingenuity. Mm-hmm. But you know what the like like it's just called Mars helicopter. Yeah. Well, what would you call it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, a seventeen-year-old high school student named it ingenuity, though. Okay. Good. I misread it originally, and I thought a seventeen-year-old high schooler came up with the design for it. And it's like, wow, that is an impressive team. Yeah, that's something else. Well, it's weird because the helicopter, it's, they say they don't know if it's going to work or not. It's like, well, I I would hope you think it's going to work or else why'd you send it there? They describe it as a high risk, high reward experiment. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I mean, it's not like they only sent that. I feel like they're like, I think it's cool that they're like, all right, we built this thing like a brick shithouse, the rover, and like we know this is going to do great. It's got a super cam on it, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. And then like, let's put this crazy thing on it that we hope works. And if it does, it'll be nuts. But if it doesn't, doesn't, we'll be like, yeah, we we still got the We don't have to write off the whole mission. Yeah. Um, We won't look like assholes. Yeah. Well, so along those lines, <laughs> oh, what if the super helicopter? Remember when Paul McKenna bought that helicopter <laughs> that you could attach a, a video camera to in like 1999, and he immediately flew it into a tree? And yeah, the and it costs like and the- hundreds of dollars, maybe even a thousand dollars. Yeah. What if, hopefully- the, what if the 
ingenuity is going to be... Uh, well, hopefully they're going to check for trees before they launch that helicopter. Yeah. Um, well, so along those lines, the rover costs $2.2 billion to make, and the helicopter, a relatively paltry $80 million to make. Oh, wow. Um, but the helicopter, it sounds like, only has uh, like one or two cameras on it, and that's it. There's no other sensors or anything. It's literally just... We think if we get, you know, two rotors going fast enough, even though it's only 1% atmosphere, we'll be able to, to achieve lift. But we're not sure enough that we're going to, like, put some other <laughs> sensors on there to, like, do anything with that. So they're but just, I, like, looking to do cool stuff. Yeah, because I and I think it can only fly for like ninety seconds on on the you know the battery pack that it's got or whatever. Uh, but but if it does work, then they can start working on uh, you know they they can pour more money into that. It's and small, it, Tom. Yeah, yeah, it's like the size of a drone, right? Yeah, it's uh like point four. Uh, you know, scientists, you don't have to do this all the time. <laughs> It's point four four six feet by point six four feet. Put by some inches in there. Five. Yeah, it's, it's it's like six inches. Yeah. Oh, so that's like that's like a small drone, even. Yeah, exactly. But I think the blades are pretty big. You know, at least relative to the size of the. Uh... Well, let me get out my goddamn calculator. Yeah, the blades are four feet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty big compared to it. If if you had like a little pocket drone and then you unfurled the wings and they were four or the the rotors and they were four feet, be like, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's funny. It's it's four feet and then um, five and a half inches by. Hold on, I'm converting because wow. the scientists won't. Wow. Hey, uh, Tim, maybe you'll get a job at NASA by once, seven point seven inches. Wow. Expert conversions. Thank yeah, you. so pretty small. What, what would you say that's about the size of like a DVD case? Perhaps. Yeah, I think that's yeah. about the size of a DVD case. Maybe they made it out of old DVD cases. Maybe they're lying to us. Somebody just sent a, a DVD case that they spray painted silver and pocketed $80 million. Do you think it's uh, it's uh Matt Damon, who's stranded up there, is like, oh, send me up a, I don't know, Van Wilder DVD. <laughs> you don't think he'd want one of his own movies? No, he knows how those end. Well, he knows how Van Wilder ends. Do you know how Van Wilder ends? No, it's but I don't, wor- I don't work in Hollywood, Tim. He works in Hollywood. Even <laughs> I if don't he work for NASA. Even if, he, even if he hasn't seen Van Wilder, he's heard through the Hollywood grapevines how Van Wilder ends. Um, so the point of this sending this, uh, wacky thing is to try and find evidence of Pat, not current life, which would make more sense. You know, let's say, let's find out if that exists first, but uh, I feel like they're like, oh yeah, we're looking for past life. Wink, wink, wink. wink. Yeah. And then they, then they tell the scientists, Hey, when you drill, don't drill too deep. Don't puncture the the habitats that they're living in underground. Now, the key objectives 
mm-hmm. right? Is to explore the the landing site, uh, a geologically diverse landing site. I get yeah. that. You know, uh-huh. it landed in with lasers. It landed in what used to be a lake, right? So they say. <laughs> um, assess ancient habitability and seek signs of ancient life. Um. I guess this makes sense, particularly in special rocks known to preserve signs of life over time. All yeah. of this information, Tom, is coming straight from NASA themselves. Wow. You talked to them. Um, I, I, I got them on the phone earlier, and I rush. I, I learned shorthand. You ever uh, see somebody write in shorthand? I don't think. Oh, uh, yeah. Fascinating. A long, long time ago. Yeah, I like. Uh, I saw like an old like somebody who's been in like the newspaper game for like yeah. That that's what I saw decades and like you know I saw anyway whatever. Um, they were and, in it uh, so long they had one. They had a little piece of paper that said "press" in their hat. Yeah, that's all you needed at the time. You didn't need like well back then nobody had a printer, so it's like well they got that somehow. And then it's also going to gather rock and soil samples that could be returned to Earth by a future NASA mission. That seems like a little bit of bullshit. Like, what, is it going to put things in a jar and be like, all right, now take this jar when you come here? Like, if they <laughs> if they have a, a way to get there to, like, pick stuff up, can't they just put things in a jar at that time? Yeah, it just seems like they were trying to add to the bullet point list. Like, uh, well, this rover's not coming back, but like, let's put a bunch of dirt in jars so other people can bring it back some other well, time. So here's the crazy thing about that. Yeah, it, it's going to collect samples, but then I looked into it. The current timeline is in 2026. They would launch. So five years from now, they would launch something to go get it. That would enter Mars orbit, you know, six months later or whatever, mm-hmm. they wouldn't send it down to Mars until 2029, and then it wouldn't come back to Earth till 2031, so 10 years from now. I mean, I guess that makes sense. So they would, the reason they're packaging it up with the Perseverance rover, rover is because it's never, like the the ones that are, the guy that's going to go get it is never actually going to land well, and get it's, it? Well, it's not going to be a guy. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like another rover is a guy. And it might be a guy, Tom. You don't know what's going to happen in the next five years. Yeah, I mean, well, that's kind of, I was when I was reading this, I was like, really? In 10 years, we're not going to have like, you know, I, I feel like there are timetables out there that are semi-realistic of having a mission to Mars in the next 10 years. Yeah. Not just getting a jar of rocks back. Yeah, they should suck it up with a tractor beam. Yeah, I... Like, I should work for NASA. <laughs> also, like when I was a kid and you learn about all the planets and stuff, I had assumed we had like sent uh, probes to all the planets and they had all come back with shit or else how else would we have known anything about it? And apparently yeah. that's not the case from what I'm No, you were out. a dumb kid. Yeah. Well, I yes. think all kids are dumb when it comes to space. Well, they tell you a bunch. They want to tell you all the cool things about space, understandably, and then that leads you to believe uh, that you know we're further along with this than than we actually are. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense to have this thing. 
I guess pack- fake it till you make it, huh? Tell kids a bunch of, <laughs> yeah. which is, yeah, a bunch of far-fetched tales. Well, and it's underreported, but a lot of NASA funding comes from dumb children. <laughs> they solicit money from kids, <laughs> and that's how they build all this shit. Um, I guess it makes sense if this thing collects the rocks and then, I don't know, has another little guy, uh, a little robot that, you know, scoots it away. Then they can build, uh, you know, a a retrieval thing that doesn't need to get any samples. Like, so it can be lighter. It can be cheaper. All it has to do is pick up this jar. Presumably it's a mason jar and uh, bring it back up. Sure. Yeah. The toughest thing was figuring out the mechanism to screw the top on. Right. That's that's why they're going like to give it, it another. Because if it catches the wrong way. Then forget it. It won't come on All cleanly. the rocks are going to come out on the way yeah. back to Earth. And then we're, yeah. we're right back where we started. But there, the this thing has a lot of, um, uh, they call it an onboard laboratory. And it's like, unless there are guys in white coats walking around inside this thing, I don't know if it's a laboratory. It's just instruments. But a lot of onboard instruments that they think, uh, you know, might be able to uh, uh, find signs of past life before then. And I was always kind of like, you know, because they found not conclusive evidence, but they found suggestive evidence in the past of, you know, previous life on Mars, like microbial life. Um, And I always thought that was like, eh, whatever. And I never really thought about how there's like a possibility that if life existed on Mars and it didn't come from Earth and our life didn't come from Mars because that's, you know, they've also said that that's possible that like Mars had life, uh, uh, an asteroid hit it, brought some of that life to Earth. And that's what seeded Earth, you know, billions of years ago. And to not even get into all the, the alien and ancient alien right. uh, possibilities. But. I didn't really think about how, if that's not the case, if it, if life on Mars and Earth are, are completely separate, that it might be, like, really nuts. That, like, if life developed completely separately, maybe it's not DNA-based. Maybe it's completely different, uh, which would be... Goo-based, maybe? It might be goo-based. Yeah. Uh, which would be... Which would yeah, be, be like, ew, let's not go there anymore. <laughs> yeah, send it back. Um, Bezos and Musk will be like, no, thank you. <laughs> no way. They'll be like, goo, we got to go tomorrow. Yeah, there are a couple of goo freaks, those guys. Um, I've heard that. I've read that about them. Well, be careful what you say, Tim. People in the goo community, they might uh, come after you. The Well, I was reading recently about like... Uh, you know, we're starting to find more interstellar objects, which normally, you know, in the past we didn't, I guess, didn't know how to look for them or didn't know where to look or didn't have the tools to look for them. And those, they want to eventually try and get a probe to get one of these, you know, like a, a, a an asteroid from another, from God knows where, from outside of our solar system, maybe even outside of our galaxy, uh, cruising through. And if they could get a probe up to one of those things, get a sample, 
bring it back, that might be really crazy to see what's going on in other galaxies. There might be completely different elements and all kinds of nutty stuff. Wait, what are you talking about? (laughs) You lost me. Well, Tim, sometimes I forget I'm not talking to a fellow scientist. and uh, You know the rover weighs over a ton, Tom. Yeah, it's like the size of a car. Yeah. Do you know what kind of uh, computer they got up on this thing, Tim? Uh, MacBook Air? Well, no, I just just said it's over a ton. MacBook Pro? No, Tim. Although you're not far off with the Mac thing. It's not, it's running Linux, but it is a uh, PowerPC G3. Do you even remember those? Uh, why couldn't they send a newer model? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Tim, it was a PowerPC G3, which uh, I think were discontinued 20 years ago, with 128 yeah. megabytes of RAM and 4 gigabytes of storage. Like, I understand that they have to, like, build it so it, it doesn't break or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, store they can get smaller storage that's larger and then, like, insulate that, right? Come on, these NASA guys. <laughs> well, I know... a bunch the, of jokers. I know the thing is always they want to go with older stuff because... If things have been produced for like a really long time, then they have a very good idea of what its, you know, uh, faults are, what it can act, what it's actually capable of uh, surviving and what tests and stuff. But along those lines, along the lines of sending up a, you know, a, a, a helicopter just to see if it works. I don't know, can't you plug an iPhone into this thing and be like, you know, if the iPhone works, that'll be fucking awesome. <laughs> we'll be yeah, able to. The same way that they put that helicopter on there. That's what I just said. Yeah. You weren't listening. I wasn't listening. I was, <laughs> I was, just, I was reading about uh, the Power Macintosh G3. <laughs> Great. What have you learned? I was just looking at the pictures actually on the, on the, the Wikipedia page. Um, what if they, well, what if they go up there and then they find a 3.5 inch slo- uh, floppy disk, <laughs> sloppy disk. That's true. And they're like, oh shit, how are we going to read yeah. this thing? You can't put that in an iPhone, can you, Tom? And that's very true, Tim. I, I didn't consider that a uh, possibility. But like. Knowing them, they'd probably put an iPhone 3G on that. <laughs> even that would be so much better than this thing. That screen sucked. It felt weird. All right. Well, they probably wouldn't use the touch screen, I don't think. Well, it's good because that touch screen sucked. But along those, along the... the I'm sorry for not listening to you, but you were talking a lot. Along the, the lines of the helicopter, just send up something newer. But yeah, also, I just said that. But also, I don't understand how it doesn't outweigh... like. A power PCG three requires like a huge amount of energy to run. You know, I can old... tell by the size of it from the, all these pictures I was looking at. Yeah, I mean those old computers had huge power supplies. They required a lot of power. You know mm-hmm. that that's one of the huge advancements we've made. 
besides speed is also requiring less power. That's what allows you to have a phone in your pocket that doesn't need uh, to be plugged into the wall. Right. So I don't understand. That just seems a little like I feel like I read. I remember like a while ago there was something maybe it was like a satellite and they used the same chip that was in like, I don't know, a PlayStation or PlayStation 2 for the same reason where they were like, look, this is a chip that has been made literally a hundred million times. So we know what, what the defects would be so we can check it. Cause I, cause it also makes sense. If you send, you spend $2.2 million sending this thing, it's like, Oh, faulty chip. (laughs) Oh, well, nothing works. Uh, that's going to suck. But I feel like there's gotta be some, come on a 10 year old chip. Surely you know enough about a ten-year-old chip that he can mm. send that. Maybe they don't, Tom. Or like me- I said, send it. Send a new thing, and if it breaks, it breaks. Then go back to the old one. Give me a date that you believe the Power Macintosh G3 was discontinued. If you hit it within six months, I'll give you five thousand dollars. The power, so the the um, tower, power Macintosh G three, <sighs> power Macintosh G three for five thousand dollars. I'm gonna say January first, two thousand four, August thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. You owe me wow. five thousand dollars. Uh, I might dispute that. I think they still had some in the back that they were still selling. Yeah, but uh, they stopped manufacturing, probably. But they didn't stop selling them. Technically, they're still selling them today if you go to ebay.com. So nothing's been discontinued. No product has been discontinued. (laughs) Nope. As far as I'm concerned. Tom, do you know when it was released? Uh, I'm going to guess early 90s. November 10th, 1997. This thing was on sale for like a year and a half. Yeah, I think you've got the... You've, you've got like one model or something. Wikipedia.com. You're looking at the wrong shit like you always are. Power Macintosh G3. I'm looking at the wrong shit like I am always am. What does that even mean? What about <laughs> what other wrong things have I looked at? Um. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you doofus. Did you know that this uh, Perseverance powered by nuclear energy? Wow. It is safe. The hippies are going to go nuts over this. Yeah. The Martian hippies. Um, well, it makes a lot more sense because they can just make a little power pack that runs off nuclear energy and can just <laughs> run very long for, I mean, maybe that's how they were like, we got, we got a nuke inside this thing. Let's put a Power Mac uh, G3 in there. That, that, <laughs> that can uh, sustain those kinds of power draws. Whereas uh, like the previous mission, um, they use uh, the Curiosity uh, was solar powered. Uh, so was, you know, very much at the whims of, uh, you know, they have insane dust storms on Mars that last for like months sometimes. Yeah. And we see what happens when solar power. uh, (laughs) Exactly. I, I think this thing might have solar panels as well, but it's. Mostly running on. Just for show. Like when Jimmy Carter (laughs) put him on the White House. (laughs) Did he? 
Yeah, and from day one, Ronald Reagan took him down. Well, I mean, to be fair, in the 70s, there's no way those solar panels were doing anything in the White House. Yeah, but also, like, they were up there already. Just leave them. Yeah, they probably, like, 70 solar panels. I can't imagine what kind of, like, crazy maintenance those things required. And Also, Jimmy Carter's son smoked weed with Willie Nelson. Whoa. On the roof of the White House. Whoa. Yeah, cool, right? That is pretty. Who brought the weed? Who do you think? Willie Nelson, the guy that always has weed. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, Secret Service didn't check him on the way in. Pretty ballsy. I mean, to... Back in the day, I think you could just walk into the White House. <laughs> That's true. And they'd be like, gonna... uh, stay behind this velvet rope. And they'd be like, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a weird thing of like, tw- you know, uh, 40 plus years ago. Like, that amount of weed could have landed you in jail for decades. But also, like, getting into the White House wasn't nearly as difficult as uh, as it is now. Simpler times, Tom. Yeah. I know uh, uh, you, for one, wish you could go back. It's not. I, you I always can't... talk about how you want to go back to, like, the, the 50s when uh-huh. things were uh, better, you said. Tim, I just want to go back Life to Life was simpler, you always say. I want to go back to the 50s so I can bet on old sporting events. <laughs> you know, you and I both say that a lot, but like <laughs> if you were tra- if you woke up tomorrow in 1955, you wouldn't know who to bet on. No, I always think you about that. You wouldn't know who to bet on until like 1996. <laughs> Yeah, and even then, I wouldn't be able to get into, like, real specific... I wouldn't be able to bet yeah. on scores and stuff. Yeah. I'd be like, I think, I think the it's... the Yankees won game four, but I'm not sure. And I think it's this year. It might be next year. Can I put a bet down for both? You get thrown out of a bookie real quick if you start talking about, I think it's this year, but it might be next year. They're like, another time traveler. Get him out of here. Um... I forget what else I was going to say about uh, about Mars. Oh, Can I was... ask you this? Why don't they just throw a guy up there? Um, a lot of problems. And I, I... So, you know, Mars and Musk... Or Musk and Bezos both want to get to Mars. They're like, we got to colonize Mars because, you know, if Earth gets destroyed... Then what's going to happen to the human race? And like, sure, we Somebody could use our... accidentally destroys Earth. <laughs> sure, we could use our money to try and make sure that doesn't happen to Earth. But let's just send people to Mars instead. There's like very little evidence that people can actually survive on Mars for any even unsustained period of time. Even, you know, uh, uh, a couple of weeks or something. We're not sure. Um, the, the reduced gravity, you know, we've had astronauts, uh, up in space for, for years. What? I just, uh, realize I, uh, regret not referring to Matt Damon as Matt Damien before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it made us both chuckle a little bit if I said like, if Matt Damien's up there, maybe I'll well, go back and re-record that. <laughs> that seems like a good use of your time. Um, is this a good in, in general? Is this a good use of our time? Tom? Yeah, Tim, we're getting we're inspiring the next generation of scientists. 
One of the people sure. listening to this podcast, Tim, might be the first person on Mars. The first person to take their helmet off on Mars. <laughs> After Arnold Schwarzenegger. But that was an accident. Um, the So, uh, 38% gravity. We know existing in anything less than Earth's gravity for a sustained amount of time causes like insane problems within our bodies. Because our bodies were just not you know, uh, evolved in any way to, for the possibility of gravity, not existing. Uh, one of the problems is that, uh, on earth blood within the body stays 70%. So 70% of your blood stays below the heart and in microgravity, that's not the case. Um, and so astronauts typically show signs of chicken leg syndrome upon returning. Simple. We all start walking on our hands. No, and that, also, Tim, you don't understand. What do you mean? That that wouldn't fix the problem. Why? It'd be uh, then you'd have all... even less blood going to your legs. No, you'd have more going to your legs. No, the problem is that normally blood sits lower in our body, but if there's less gravity, the blood's floating all over the place inside our body. So if you're going to go on your hands, then even less blood's going to be in your legs. The problem is... There's going to be more blood in your legs. There's going to be less in your head. That's fine. What? If you're standing on your hands, then there's going to be more blood in your head. No, it's not because of the gravity, Tom. The gravity will lift it. (laughs) The gravity doesn't... There's still some gravity. Yeah, I know. That's why you'll be able to stand on your hands and not float away. Right, but that's not going to help avoid chicken leg syndrome. Uh, that's, that's just going to you make think. your chicken. That's going to make your chicken leg syndrome even worse. You're just worried that if everybody starts wor- walking on their hands, it takes away the height advantage from from tall people because all our heads will be pretty much in the same spot. No, I have pretty long arms too. Your arms aren't that long. I've seen how long your arms are. But then it will be even. No, if anything, Tim, it'll be opposite because if we're both on our our hands, all of a sudden my head to your perspective is lower than yours. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be looking down on me. Exactly. And we both have chicken leg syndrome, so we'd both be in a lot of trouble. You have uh, chicken heart syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a coward. Is that what you're trying yeah, to imply? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's also uh, the average temperatures on Mars, negative 125 degrees Fahrenheit to 23 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, a lot of radiation, a lot of radiation going on all the time because no atmosphere mm. to, you know, remember when everybody was all uh, worried about the hole in the ozone layer? Yeah. Mars isn't even has an all, ozone layer. It, the whole ozone layer is the hole. Why exactly. don't they make the whole layer out of the hole? They did Mars on Mars. Like, I'm in, I'm in, I'll do it, yeah. Yeah, and then we were like, Hold well... Hold my beer, that's what Mars said. Then we were like, well, maybe that wasn't such a good idea because now uh, we can't really stay there for that long because the radiation will mutate our DNA and cause cancer. It is really bonkers that these billionaires are like ah but we can overcome all these problems on mars and make it habitable yeah yeah but we have such a head start here and all of our stuff is here (laughs) right 
Well, and that's, you know, even, even if they overcome all these problems, it's like, yeah. And then you'll be able to go live on Mars in essentially a bunch of like pop-up tents because they're going to have to be inflatable habitats because we can't, you know, transport heavy shit. So there's going to be a bunch of pop-up tents. You're never going to be able to go outside. Um, you're going to have, uh, you know, at least uh, on average an 11-minute delay communicating with Earth. So you're never going to be able to, like, call home again. You're going to have to, um, you know, record messages and send them back and forth. The Internet, they would probably have, like, a cache version on a Martian satellite. So you'd be able to, you know, access cache stuff that way. Um, uh, and also the... Uh, physical problems you would start having from being in that low gravity um, would make it so that eventually you would never be able to go back to earth because when you would go back to earth, it would just be like crushing gravity on you all the time. You would be so weak, but they're all gung ho. They all want to go there. And some of the plans are like to get us there with no, like a one-way trip, like you would, you know, yeah, we, we don't, we wouldn't, we'd have to figure out a way to manufacture fuel on Mars to make enough fuel to blast a rocket off. We can't send a rocket that's got enough fuel for a two-way trip. Right. So, yeah, it sounds like it would really suck shit. I think uh, Musk's plan is that there would be like eventually... There'd be like three flights a day, each carrying a hundred people. So three hundred people a day going to Mars, and then you know, in ten years, there'd be a million people living on Mars. It's like I think you could have a hard time finding a million people yeah. that want to go live on Mars. And he's like, we would make loans available so anybody would be able to afford it. It's like, so I'm gonna take out a loan to go on a one way trip to hell. <laughs> yeah, and then spend the rest of your life in hell in debt to freaking Elon Musk. And like, how does Elon Musk? Uh, I'm breaking uh, intend- rocks on Mars. Yeah, exactly. Intend on being repaid this loan <laughs> when we're all living in uh, the the, Mar- the Martian hellscape. Yeah, I know. I mean, honestly, yeah, sign me. I mean, you're gonna sign up, right? What, what, what do you? No, what do you I have would never. I have no interest in this. None. Like, I saw the video from Mars. That's really cool. I'd love to see more videos from Mars. I have no interest. I I, I like seeing videos from the top of Mount Everest. I don't. I'm not gonna go to the top of Mount Everest. I have no interest. Too difficult. I have a confession to make about that uh, video from Mars that I'll reveal <laughs> after the plugs. <laughs> okay. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Instagram at complete guide. You can follow us on Twitter at no on Instagram, TCGT on Twitter at complete guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. And if you want to support the show, check out our sponsors. Also check out patreon.com slash complete guide for books, the podcast this week. We are starting Sherlock Holmes. Maybe you heard of him. A famous detective, maybe the most famous detective, even more famous than Batman. Uh, and I'm reading two of the novels he wrote on patreon.com slash complete guide. And I would like to uh, thank Lindsay Young, 
she's uh, in the Discord, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writes uh, a, complete guide is the is the Discord. Yes, uh, full of great, nice people. Um, and uh, Lindsay writes a uh, a column in uh, several newspapers in the, in the Midwest about it's a recipe column. Mm-hmm. She featured the Timbo in it uh, this week. Really, you're you're the um, the signature sandwich of Tim. It's sweeping the nation, uh, thanks to people, to wonderful folks like uh, Lindsay. Uh, check out uh, her recipe blog. I think it's you know, I think it's uh, is recipe blog a thing that we say in 2021. There's a website with her stuff on it. It's spiceupkitchen.net. Check okay. it out. Um, I that, think that that plug. And five thousand dollars got her to write a uh, wow. That's a, it. The the piece about the Timbo, yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll be seeing a return on that investment yeah. uh, within the week. Yeah, Tim. What was what was uh, the the hot thing you were holding for afterwards? I mean, it's not a hot thing. It's a confession. You know that tweet that went viral that was like, "Hey, stop what you're doing, and for one minute and twenty four seconds." Watch this video of Mars. And it was supposed to be like this dramatic, like, hey, everything is insignificant when you, you know, this will give you perspective. Uh huh. And it, it was, it was that video where it just kind of like started and just did a 360 rotation of all the rocks and stuff. <laughs> um, and after 30 seconds, I got bored and I didn't want, I couldn't even <laughs> want, I couldn't make it like a minute. Yeah, I know for a while there were there were always these um uh pictures going viral on like Twitter and Reddit and stuff that was like this is the first time a Martian sunset has been captured on film. Like doesn't this blow your mind? And people were pointing out like no, nah, the first time was like 1977. Like every rover has gotten <laughs> pictures of sunsets. Like it's really cool, but don't you know, post this is the first time humanity's ever seen this. I mean, and like, I, the video was awesome. I loved watching it. It didn't profoundly change my life. Yeah, I would love, I wish I was watching it and like a tear came to my eye, but yeah, I was like, and it ah, changed me. Think- it made me somehow different than I am. Yeah, I got Earth things to do, and <laughs> and even yeah. in a in a global pandemic where I can't really do anything, I can find better things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do you do you think if we were alive during the moon landing, the two of us would have just been like <laughs> big deal? <laughs> no, because shit was so boring back then. That was very exciting. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, no, please don't preempt the Ed Sullivan show, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, it is look, it's very neat, but I don't know. We're we're used to such seeing such crazy shit, big and small on video nowadays that like nothing really surprises us. Same thing like I loved listening to, you know, they they had a short clip of the uh Martian wind. Did you hear that? Yeah. They've got a couple of microphones. Well, first off, you know, the first clip they didn't uh, you know, uh, edit out like the sounds of the machine. So it's like, here it is, the first clip of the Martian wind. 
<laughs> where you're like, I'm never going to move to Mars. <laughs> it sounds horrifying. And then like later in that clip, it's like, all right, and now we've edited out, you know, the, the, the insane motors that are going all the time on this thing, which also made me think if anybody, if there are any creatures on Mars, they've got to be like, what the fuck is this thing they sent? It's just making, I because like, you know, a lot, like I always think with UFOs, We'll we'll end the show soon. With UFOs, (laughs) I think that if UFOs are aliens, the vast, vast, vast majority of these things have to be drones sent from other planets. They are not, you know, uh, full of aliens taking a joyride. It's like, no, they would send a little tiny thing to, you know, do samples and stuff. And I'm just thinking about what if, like, what if one of those things, what if, the, what if one of these like crazy orbs people catch on video, what if it was just going the whole time? We would very quickly be like, all right, fuck aliens. Alien, they keep sending these things to us that just make the most horrifyingly annoying sounds you could ever imagine. We would find a way to send them a message real quick of like, stop sending those yeah. noisy things. Oh, uh, we'd send them a message. All right. And yeah. I'm cracking my knuckles. Yeah, you would you would send a knuckle sandwich to the aliens? Yeah, if they were, you know. I mean, in Tim, all the movies, I would prefer you send them a Timbo sandwich as a sign of peace. They would prefer that. Man, that would do that would be that would do so much for intergalactic peace. It'd be huge um, for you too. Yeah, it'd be I mean, I'm not looking for the glory, but yeah, I would be you, I would, would go down able, in history. You would you they would put you on like celebrity big brother or something for that for sure man can dream tom we'll see you next week that was a headgum podcast <laughs>